Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hello, welcome back to The Sheena Show. So if you're listening to this right around June 7th, when it first comes out, my free calligraphy style challenge is open for registration. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that to you. So if you're interested in adding some style to your calligraphy, you could join in and get lots of free learning and it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> so to go to that crookedcalligraphy.com slash style, and you can sign up for free. So just wanted to mention that quickly because it's kind of the inspiration for my whole episode today, because every single time I open up this calligraphy style challenge and I teach people in it to exaggerate bounce their baselines, come up with different styles of letters, put really their own creative personal expression into it. And every single time I open up this style challenge, I get the question, I haven't really mastered the basics yet. So should I even do style? I mean, it sounds really fun, but shouldn't I hunker down and really get perfect on the basics first? So I wanted to spend this episode (laughs) answering that question and giving you my point of view on the whole should you master the basics first before moving on to the fun stuff? And I'm going to tell you a bit about how I approach this in my own calligraphy journey. So if you know me at all (laughs) or have followed me at all um, or seen any of my stuff, you probably know the answer to this already. My opinion is that you should do whatever feels fun for you when it comes to calligraphy. But I didn't always used to think that way. So Let's rewind a little bit Um, back when I was working as a corporate lawyer. And I mean, really for the first 35 years of my life, I really thought fun was like the last thing on the list. Let me know if you relate to this. I mean, fun, maybe I can get to that after I get good grades and get into the best college and go to the best law school and rise through the ranks and buy a house and have kids and buy a car and get oil changes for that car and keep the house tidy and exercise five times a week and eat healthy. Maybe then I can have fun. But before then, (laughs) you know, I really thought fun was just frivolous. So that was my main misconception. Fun, frivolous, not important. People who emphasize fun, they're really kind of silly. They're not taking their lives seriously. In fact, I distinctly remember I used to think when I heard about a full-grown adult who had an annual pass to Disneyland, and I live maybe half an hour from Disneyland. So I would hear about these people and think, what? Do they not know how to grow up? I mean, who goes, what adult goes to Disneyland all the time? That's for kids. Why are they spending their time doing that? They could be doing so many other productive things. That's how I used to think. I feel quite differently now. (laughs) I used to, before the pandemic, have an annual pass myself. I went to Disneyland frequently and I enjoyed the fuck out of it. It was so delightful and so fun. You know, I also understand why I had the misconception before, let's say, you know, up through 2013, that fun 
wasn't really the most important thing because, you know, I grew up that way, wanting to be successful, wanting to be secure. My parents came to the United States from Korea with not much, and it really was up to them to establish themselves here and take care of their children. It, it totally makes sense, right? Up until quite recently, just we as humans had to work hard to just survive and, you know, do the farming and the hunting and the gathering <laughs> to eke out an existence. It makes sense that, you know, our whole history is more focused on work and productivity. But here's the thing. It's not like that anymore for many of us, right? For the ones of us who are privileged enough to live this kind of a life, it's not about survival anymore. I just came to this realization the other day. Isn't that the point of human progress? Isn't that why we, we and our ancestors and everyone behind us work so hard to survive and create new technologies and make life just a little bit easier so that eventually we could get to a place where it's not just about survival. It's about thriving. It's about what do you want to do to be happy? We get to ask ourselves that question, a lot of us now. So let's rethink fun because I truly believe that emphasizing fun allowing myself to have fun and prioritize fun, that is one of the key things that turned my whole life around. Because when I believed that fun was frivolous and just for silly people and people who couldn't grow up, guess what my life looked like? Not fun. <laughs> I was in law for 10 years out of my life, even though I didn't like it. I was making $250,000 a year, but still skimping on things like art supplies and home decor and even vacations because I just, I didn't, I didn't put a value on my joy and fun. And I wasn't very happy. And when I was able to shift to, oh my God, fun is actually really important for me and my soul. That's when things in my life really started to change. And that is actually how I approached my calligraphy journey. When I first started learning calligraphy, I mean, I was kind of DIYing and trying to figure it out myself and that didn't really work. And then I really just followed the fun the entire way. I f saw an advertisement for a workshop on my Instagram feed. I was like, that looks fun. I did it. I kept practicing calligraphy in a way that felt fun to me. And guess what? This didn't mean drills and basic strokes and practicing letters over and over and over again. That was not fun to me. That drives me nuts. <laughs> I would not have stuck with calligraphy if I had made myself do that. So instead, I just wrote quotes and swear words and silly sounding words. And I played with bouncing and styling and different compositions. I really just approached my calligraphy journey with fun in mind. And I truly, truly believe that's why I stuck with it. That's why I continue to be inspired by it. That's why I got so good at it. And that's why I'm able to speak so passionately about it because I really emphasized fun. Now, here's the thing. Once I got into calligraphy and, you know, I was doing the bouncing and the styling for fun, I did get to a point where I looked at my calligraphy and said, okay, I need, I think I need a little more polish here, a little more consistency. And then I found basic strokes and I found some drills and I took some copper plate classes and I found a way to add more consistency to my writing. But that doesn't mean that I had to master that stuff first before moving on to fun stuff. I did it totally the other way around and it worked for me. 
And I really believe that it can work for you, especially if you want to stick with this thing. If you want to force yourself to do the drills because you're supposed to and, you know, move step by step because you're supposed to (laughs) and some teacher told you, I don't know how long you're actually going to stick with calligraphy if it feels that forced. So this is why I truly believe that if you are on a modern calligraphy journey, follow the fun. So here are just two things that you have to actually believe (laughs) um, in order to do that with authenticity. First, you have to believe that doing things just for fun does have a ton of value and it's really worth it. The second thing you have to believe that you are worth it, that you deserve that fun and that excitement. You deserve to do things just for fun, just because they light you up not because they're productive or will have an ROI or is good for your children or may bring in some income in the future or looks good to other people just because you find it fun. And when I was able to really start embracing those two beliefs, number one, fun is worth it. And number two, I am worth it. And I'm still working on them to this day, but I've come a long way. When I started working on those beliefs, that's when I was able to launch my calligraphy business, make things just for fun, pivot into an area that seemed really cool also, put my work out there, sell my course and sell what I offer unabashedly and with confidence. It was following the fun that led me to a successful calligraphy business. It wasn't How am I going to build a successful calligraphy business? I got to get all the things right and really line them up and do them all the right way. Mm -mm. It was really allowing myself to follow the fun and the curiosity of it. I'm going to wrap this up by saying my personal experience, like what I've seen so many of my students go through is you got to do what feels fun and believe that you are worth that, especially when it comes to something like calligraphy, right? That's that's supposed to be fun in the first place. Remember to keep it fun. Don't fall prey to that insecure perfectionism or what that teacher over there says about, you know, the way you should do it. You can really make it your own. And that's why my response to people who ask me, I haven't mastered the basics yet. Should I really sign up for this style challenge? Should I really get into to style? My answer is always yes, if it sounds fun to you. Because at the end of the day, what are we on this earth for if not to enjoy our lives and to love wholeheartedly and to reach out for our passions and to push and see what we can do? What is it all for? I think that fun should be really at the top of the list. And I didn't used to believe that, but I believe it now and it's really changed my life. So I wanted to share that message with you. So one last time, if you are interested in joining my calligraphy style challenge, you want to take your calligraphy and style it up, add some personal expression, make it really fun, make it really you, sign up at crookedcalligraphy.com slash style. And until next time, stay on that crooked creative path. I'll see you in the next one. Hey, if you're interested in learning calligraphy and you want to do it for free, I have a calligraphy workshop that I created just for you. 
I know how frustrating it is to buy the wrong tools, to not know how to use them, for everything coming out of your pen to look like nonsense. That's why I created this training. It's about an hour long. It shows you exactly what tools to buy, how to prep those tools, how to get started right, and how to continue practicing so that you actually get good at calligraphy. And bonus, it will tell you a little bit more about how to continue working with me if you want to learn calligraphy from me. So that's at freecalligraphyworkshop.com. All one word, freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Hope to see you inside. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.